Hello everyone, this is Austin from the WPB Consulting Podcast. I'm here to introduce our next guest and the special guest here today. His name is Nate Kubik. Nate is a powerlifter. He is a former graduate of the University of Northern Iowa and is now obtaining his master's in kinesiology at the University of Northern Iowa as well. Just to fill everyone in who hasn't listened to the WPB Consulting Podcast, our mission here is driven to connect with real high-performance individuals to promote and inspire health and wellness. Most of our what we covered today will be over peer-reviewed research, um, and we'll get into a lot of really cool topics today, so I think you're going to enjoy it. But you can follow us on social media, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, but let's get started and hear what Nate has to say. What's up, everybody? My name is Austin uh, from WPB Consulting. I'm here with a fantastic exercise prescriptioner. Uh, his name is <laughs> Nate Kubik. How are you doing, Nate? Pretty good. Good. Um, Nate, so for all of our listeners, you know, all 20,000 people that are out there um, <laughs> are listening, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, so we can get to know you a little bit better before the podcast starts. Yeah, well, I actually went to high school with uh, Austin here way back when. Uh, I, from there, I went on, actually, the year of nursing school, changed my mind, went on to UNI, so up in northeast Iowa, to do my undergrad in exercise science, and then I did a little health promotion there, too. Uh, after I graduated, had an internship um, down in North Liberty, performance, health, and fitness, so it was like physical therapy and uh, just a gym combined, but they basically fed into each other. It was really cool, really cool place to work get some experience. They offered me a job, but I really wanted to come back and get my master's at UNI as well. Um, so I only have one semester left of that. And then, yeah, <laughs> it's the end is in sight finally after like a long five and a half years of school. Right. Uh, <laughs> countless, countless student loan debt, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so I just I'm done in December permitted I finish my research and everything. So well, that um, is very exciting. Yeah. So I think overall, Nate is a great resource to reach out to and all of our resources from the podcast are. And so I think ultimately, like, as I said, we're going to hit a bunch of awesome topics today. And uh, if you guys have any questions, you can, you can email us, you can slide into the DMs, you know, do whatever you want. Because <laughs> um, we're trying to ultimately give you guys the best information that we can. But are you ready to start, Nate? You think we're ready? Yeah, sure. Let's get to it. All right, let's do it. Okay, so first question for you here today. Um, so as a current student um, at the University of Northern Iowa, are there any or are there certain environmental triggers that assist you in performing, improving performance in like school, you, you know, physical activity? Tell us a little bit more about that. So I, I, I know this is one that's been repeated before, but I have to say it again. Having a routine is like crucial. Um, so I, I have, two part-time jobs, but I end up working 35, like 40 hours a week on top of school, on top of a girlfriend, on top of a dog, on top of wanting a remaining, like being physically active. So like having a plan or at least trying to get into like a plan or routine every single week of what I'm doing, what is, is just crucial. Uh, it's how I've stayed afloat these past five and a half years in school and just managed to balance everything out. Um, and like some people are really, really uh, detailed in how they do it, like down to a planner every single little hour of their day. But usually I just know, okay, I wake up in the morning, I've got to get this and think like a 24 to 48 hour time span of like what's coming next, get everything done. 
Uh, so definitely planning's huge. That's like, that's something that has to happen. And then for me too, physical activities kind of goes hand in hand with that. Like I've got to work out and I've got to have a little bit of time to get that done, find that to fit in my routine. Cause that's just some good stress relief, uh, all that stuff. But those are like the two, those are the two big ones, planning, planning out a routine and just finding time to get a workout in, which is also like my personal time. I don't really, this might sound bad, but I don't really usually work out with too many people. It's just usually myself, my headphones, just kind of shut everything out. So that's just my, my time for myself as well. Yeah, for sure. Those are amazing answers. Ultimately, um, it's, it seems to be a very common theme here on our podcast is, is establishing a routine. Now, it differs person to person, you know, um, as you kind of mentioned, everyone's schedule is different. Everyone is busy. Now, finding your your niche for what works now that's completely different and that's going to be person to person you know um so thank you yep. for that thanks for sharing that. that's awesome all right let's get into the next question shall we um so this is kind of a big yeah. one uh how has physical fitness and wellness impacted your life um in regard to school in regard to and nate also competes in powerlifting so he can talk about that all day long, but also, um, in general, what domains like fill us in. So <laughs> physical fitness in my life's kind of been everything, especially from like 17 on. So, uh, I used to be pretty obese growing up. Um, the most I ever weighed was 240 pounds and I'm only five, nine to give you some perspective. Like I was not, uh, in any way, shape or form healthy. Um, I would, I was in football, so I had some use, all that weight and everything like that. But I did no sports really from like 10 down, just over eight, um, really unhealthy. Like I said, played football in high school, things like that. So I did get some physical activity. Um, but anyway, I'm kind of rambling on about this. But senior year of football, tore my ACL, MCL meniscus and realized that like I wasn't going to play collegiate football. I was just really kind of not loving where I was at with myself physically. So I decided to make a change and I decided to lose as much weight as I could. So between football and track season, I lost like 70 pounds. Um, definitely was probably not the most healthy way to go about it because I really didn't know what I was doing at that time. I just tried to lose, like eat as little as possible, exercise as much as I could while rehabbing my ACL. Um, so like at one point I was eating less than like 1500 calories a day and exercising oh for probably four plus hours a day between practices and just my own thing so it was definitely not good like definitely not a good way to go about it but my doing that going from like 240 pounds to 165 ish at my lowest um it just changed everything it changed my demeanor my outlook on life like obviously probably added some uh years to my life because i had high blood pressure uh my triglycerides were all right um but i was like borderline pre-diabetic, pre-diabetic at that time too, which not a whole lot of people know. Um, it got better when I was like in season for sports because I was moving around a lot, but off season, not good. Um, all those markers, all those health indicators changed immensely um, when I lost the weight. And for the most part, I've been able to keep it off or at least put it back on well over the years. Um, right now, I kind of fluctuate between like 210, 190, whatever. Um, but that was huge. So in that experience, shaped like what I wanted to do with myself in school and what I wanted to do after school so like I said 
briefly in the beginning. I went to nursing school to begin with at uh, Mount Mercy because that's what I planned on doing just my entire high school career. Like that's what I thought made sense. Did it for a year. Uh, it just really wasn't for me. I really just in the back of my head wanted to pursue something in fitness and I, I never even did a visit to you and I. I just knew a couple guys in the program up here who were doing exercise science. And they're like, yeah, you'd love it. I love it. It's going to be great. Like I mentioned it to them. So I just switched. And that was honestly one of the harder things I've had to do was just like, especially I was like one of two male nurses in this class of like 88 people. I was doing fine academically. And like, I arguably turned down a, a high paying job that's like really easy to find for something that I was like kind of just jumping in to murky water, not really knowing what I was getting myself into, but with the hopes of improving other people's lives like I had done through health and fitness. So yeah, uh, about two years into my undergrad too at UNI, uh, I took like a personal training course, ended up getting hired on at UNI. So I've been doing that ever since. It'll be four years this December. Um, I've been ACE certified for two years for whatever that's worth. It's about to run out. So I really don't care to recertify in that, but uh, so I've done that. I've had countless clients, um, students, middle-aged staff, and some older retirees. Um, I've helped them all in various ways. Some of them, like I had them for years and we became really, really close. That was a really cool experience. But um, so that was just great to be able to help those people in those ways. Taught a couple of group fitness classes, do that at my other job now too, um, which is interesting. Not my cup of tea, but I like it. You still got to help people out in that way. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, so to get back to the beginning, like physical fitness has really shaped everything that I do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, I think it's, it's crazy. Like I remember your transformation in high school and then even to now it's like, you can see, like, I mean, you, you talked about putting on weight fit efficiently and we talked about that, like whether it's, you know, eating enough calories or the hypertrophy training or doing power yeah. training, whatever, whatever it's, it's the, the development has been, I think ultimately like huge for you. And I think yeah. that it, it drives so many people because so many people see that they, they understand they're like, Oh, well, well, if he did this huge change, like maybe there's an opportunity for me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and it, even with my clients, like, it, it's really helped, uh, especially some of the overweight ones. Like now, now I can appear intimidating. Apparently people have told me that I'm intimidating looking and I'm just like, Oh, you got to have a conversation with me. It's, it's totally the opposite, but like being able to show them and like tell them where I started and, and, and understanding, cause I've been in their shoes or I've at least, I've at least been in a similar situation. It really helps them to accept what I'm saying and like, like know that I have their best interests at heart. And yeah, I don't know. It's, so it's been great. Yeah, the whole being empathetic, I think, is is huge for, especially with the client base that you reach, because they, you have to be vulnerable. I mean, yep. you have to be able to be vulnerable. And for many clients, it's hard um, yep. because they're like, how are you going to relate to me? How are you going to be yep. able to, if, if you look like this, how are you going to be able to know what it's yeah. like to be in my shoes? You're just this muscly guy that works out all the time. You don't know what it's like to exactly. have to lose weight or, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you for that answer. I mean, that's so, that's so, uh, that's so dri you're so driven. And I, th I think that's the, the huge thing to understand for, for so many people who are out there is like, if you're going to seek out help or someone who knows, like, it's great to have someone who, you know, they are, it's not like going through the motions. Like you're like, I'm very passionate. You know, you said you switched from a career, you know, a huge career change, you know, you went from the nursing school at Mount Mercy to you and I, where you're like, I have no idea what 
what this is about yeah. kind of thing like and like the impact you can have the same or not a bigger impact you know um yep it sounds like so Keep trying you're you're probably getting there <laughs> you're probably more so um but yeah all right let's go into the next question here it says how important is maintaining a quote mental edge or psychological discipline during you can talk about competition school um or any life focus i think first and foremost i'm gonna touch on like the school aspect uh having a mental edge is it's so important especially in like a graduate level course or field like i don't know the whole reason i went to grad school in the first place was like i got done with my undergrad i had had like a job offer in a field that i wanted but i just didn't feel like i had learned enough like i I wanted to learn more Um, i had the opportunity to do it so i wanted to do it and like just being in a class with everyone who who's out on that same level or wants the same thing or at least similar things if you really have to step up your game intellectually like you have to put in the time outside of class you have to be willing to do the research, read all the articles, do all that stuff to try and get a leg up. Because, I mean, especially if you think about it, I'm super competitive, so this might come off as a little bit bad, but like those people in that room, you're going to be competing for like for jobs too. So you, you need to know your stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously misinformation in the fitness industry is rampant, like it's everywhere. So True. I think even having that mental edge or at least just knowing your stuff and actually being able to back it up is is really really important for competition uh it's equally as important if not more like a good example of this and like i don't know i was probably like getting a little ahead of myself into some other questions but like so i did the state fair uh iowa state fair benched and deadlift competition uh this past weekend not this weekend but this past weekend and i kind of bombed my bench a little bit um like i i hit my opener I didn't totally have a bunch of time to warm up in the back. They forgot my flight. I got thrown into the Masters 2 class. So I'm lifting with like a bunch of 50-year-old just jack no dudes way. in back. And I, <laughs> I, had like, I had like three minutes to warm up and hit my opener. So I had warmed up. It felt all right. And I hit my opener out on the, like the platform. And it just, I misgrooved it. And I totally got in my head after that. Like I hit the weight fine, got the lift. But it was just like, oh, I messed up. There's so many people watching. I got in my own head. Yeah, I stopped. I didn't think about like what I came there to do, the work I'd put in before. I kind of just had some really negative self-talk and definitely screwed screwed myself up a little bit. Missed missed a couple pounds in the tank on that competition there. But I mean, you live and you learn. But having that mental edge, like I kind of came back and rebounded pretty well for my deadlift. Ended up hitting a nice big PR. Came came what I came away with what I wanted to hit. um, But I kind of learned from that prior mistake, having some positive self-talk hype myself up I think I overexcited myself trying to go into bench too um and that that definitely led to a little bit of a downfall for me so like keeping that mental edge especially and I've talked to your brother about this before kind of uh to an extent and and powerlifting like it's kind of it's kind of lonesome like you're not making a lot of money you're kind of you kind of got a little be a little crazy doing this uh so like that mental edge and especially in training day in and day out like just having to go in and lift heavy weights repeatedly, bench squat, deadlift over and over again. Like I get, I get bored of just the oh, more exercise variation for the sake of exercise oh. variation. Like, but I know that to be the, to, to be as good as I can be at this, I have to do this. So like just, just keeping that, keeping that in mind, 
maintaining that mental edge, like you said, it's, it's important for competition too. Not just yeah, you. for sure. Um, and it's, it's a very, I think powerlifting is a great sport and, and I have a, so much more respect for the sport because I know so many people are in it. Um, my brother, for example, very much into it, obviously. Um, but like, like you said, knowing who you're going up against, like every day, it's you versus you. If you want, yep. I mean, it's like that in any sport, but like in powerlifting, as you said, it's very like, I have to hit these numbers if I want to be at this next level. Right. Yep. And, and you, so, can, you can see a number on paper, like you have a 500 pound squat and you get under the bar and you think to yourself, it's heavy. It's going to be heavy after right. you think that. <laughs> you yeah. Kind of got to shut everything off and at least not tell yourself you can't do it. Believe you can and go. Hopefully if everything's done right, right. you're, you're going you're gonna to nail it. <laughs> right. For sure. And I know exactly like you can make a hundred pounds feel like 500 pounds or you can make 500 pounds feel, you know, like a thousand. You can always, yep. if you psych yourself out, it's you're, you're screwed. And yep. so like, exactly what you said, like learning to work, like what environments you're in and what works best for you. That's, that's ultimately it. And co like coaching people through that's tough too, because it's like, you know, like you're trying to assist them moving forward. You're trying to get them to hit their next level, but you don't want to over, you know, overdo it. So, um, but thank you for that. That's awesome. So let's go on to the next question. So this is a little bit, this is a little bit off track of, more of the competition stuff, but this is more of like studies. So um, in regard to evidence-based studies, how impactful is understanding the impact of the epidemic of obesity in the United States? I think, I think that if people would just look at what it actually takes, so obviously obesity is an epidemic in the United States. Um, if people would just look at what the literature says is enough to like improve those health indicators such as like blood glucose levels triglycerides blood pressure just just body weight like the amount of exercise needed to improve those factors and like reduce your risk factors for so many health and or like diseases and things like that it's not that much it goes back to that like first day in whatever kinesiology class you had it's like 150 minutes is what american heart association recommends of like moderate activity a day which could be like gardening or walking around like it's it's super super i don't want to say easy because it's not easy but it's super doable for people to improve upon that for mm -hmm. the most part and i feel like people just have this this misconception about exercise like they have to do so much of it it's going to be so time consuming and they just they just can't do it so before they even try they don't get it they don't even get their foot in the door but i think if they were to just look at the literature or if we were able to convey the literature in a way that's just easy for them to digest and understand. Like that would be huge. So what I'm actually doing my lit review, I wish it was like actual data collection or a thesis, but you and I's facilities aren't really up for something like what I wanted to do. So what I'm doing my lit review on is um, exercise, not exercise adaptation, but exercise and insulin resistance. So basically you can think of it as like type two diabetes um, for those listeners who might not be like hundred percent sure what that is uh but basically exercise like muscular contraction of any kind is going to improve your blood glucose levels no matter what and like everything that you will find in the literature is it's even after one exercise session of like walking around for a half hour or even less you're going to see an improvement 
immediately in those blood glucose levels. Like most type two diabetics can get off metformin or other drugs like that if they were to just exercise for that generic 150 minutes a week, um, which breaks down to like 30 minutes, five times, five or six times a day or a week or whatever it is. Uh, it's, it's, and like the amount of money the United States puts into healthcare for obesity is is crazy and it makes everyone pay more not just like healthy people because i've heard i've heard them go well i'm i'm pretty active and pretty fit it's not that big of a deal no it affects everyone we all pay a higher amount to take care of everyone else in a sense and those healthcare dollars so if we could just if we could just get everyone moving for those 150 minutes uh we'd all be a lot better off is that kind of what that question was getting at yeah no yeah 100 like ultimately like breaking it into layman's terms is difficult because a lot of no one goes out and reads scientific literature for fun. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean like your everyday person, like obviously as exercise practitioners, we do it every single day because yeah. you should be you, first yeah. of all, you should be doing that. Um, second of all, no, yeah. Your everyday Joe is not going to be out there reading this. They're going to be pulling up articles on Facebook and be like, Hey, let's lose 50 pounds in 50 weeks type type stuff like, yeah and then, they're, then I, saw, they're, I saw this one thing that said if i don't eat these five foods i lose five pounds and it's, no no stop yeah and it's like yeah it's just so much there's a lot of bs out there that like ultimately it's the media portrays it differently and and i'm not just saying that's in there you can go into so many different topics like television media um you can look into social media 